0: Welcome to Peas in a Pod. The Peas being our three producers from Unit 45 Recordings. The new-ish studio in Hull City Centre. I say new-ish because obviously due to Covid we haven't really been able to function despite having been there a while. But... um, yeah, if you guys want to introduce yourselves, maybe that's a good way to start. Who wants to go first? Shall I um, go first? Shall we start with yeah, start with Nick. I'll I'll go around as you appear on my screen. Right. <laughs> so Nick you're first. <laughs>
1: All right, I'm Nick Russell. I'm one of the producers at Unit Forty Five Recordings. That's about it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess that's it for now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to the questions later. Um, Ed?
2: Yeah, so uh, my name's Eddie. Um I used to be in a band called Runoff the Static. And then I joined uh, this cunt's uh, band, Nothing's Happening. And then I've pretty much been following Casey with whatever he does, so and now he plays bass in my band Modern Bootswings.
0: Um let's move on to Dylan.
3: Hello, sir. I'm Don Burton and, and I was one of the first producers to come on board after uh, Nick was already there. Um, so I came into studio because uh, Casey's a good friend of mine and he was telling me that there were, him and Nick was setting this studio up and I was already looking for a space because I had a bedroom studio but I decided that I wanted to upgrade so that I could actually record drums and not get noise complaints. So Casey gave me the opportunity, and that's how I ended up here. Um, I'm a guitarist and singer for a band called Unwide Sight, which is one of the... Ba- well, it's my own band, but I recorded it at Unit 45 Recording. So, yeah, that's that about me for now.
0: Awesome. Good stuff. Nice one, guys. So, uh, Nick, you're better prepped with the questions, I suppose. Uh, yeah. um Do you want to... Yeah, start putting the questions to everyone and, yeah, just uh, introduce people as and when, again, just as as you see fit.
1: Yeah. Well, the first question is, what's your favourite album? And you're allowed... should we say just name two honourable mentions as well because I'm sure we'll, we've all got loads of favourites. So, yeah, cool. Uh, Eddie, do you want to go first? Yeah,
2: um, are we doing, like... Our favouritely produced album, or are we going no, to, like
1: just, just tenue? Well, it could be a bit of both, really. Um, I mean, to be fair, my favourite albums are production wise as well, but I'd probably just go musically re- mainly.
2: Okay, um, so I guess my first album that I'm going to talk about is uh, a band called by a band called City of Capilla and it's just a self-titled album but um why i love it is cuz it's just um like it's like a really great mix of like push rock and like heavy music and i think it's like it's one of the, one of the few times where i've i've just heard it, heard it done right and that's just why i love it i don't think i've ever heard of them they're they're a really cool band uh from you probably
0: one? remember with it with a name like that you'd remember yeah. hearing <laughs> it <before. laughs> um and then I'm just
2: gonna go for honourable mentions as um, Milk Hotels in the Aeroplane Over the Sea, and the uh, the Strokes is the sit, Because mm. I feel like even though like they've got this really old sound that's quite modern but then lo fi and the both have these very like timeless quality to them, and the both really flow really well. Yeah. So I guess they're, they're my picks,
1: especially production-wise from like the Strokes. Yeah, because yeah. that, that album came out, didn't it? Just after the nineties, where the start of the nineties went back to like the old sort of like type of recording out the eight from going past the eighties, you know, like the seventies sort of style. But then, towards the nineties, it went on. It went into like overproduction, didn't it? And then <laughs> that album came out, and it was just so raw, and again back to like like a like yeah, you know, like you said, like a timeless album. Yeah. Like, you could listen to that in 20 years and it'll still sound as fresh. But, um, yeah, we have your, your favourite one then, the, um, I forgot what they're called, so what City of, what, what is it? City of Caterpillar. Right. Do you want to go more in depth, like, maybe almost track by track or, you know? Phew. <sighs> uh... You don't have to go track by track, <laughs> but, like, like highlights off it.
2: Uh, okay, so like, I'm guessing I'm just gonna Google it. <laughs> it's got like it's, it's like it's one of them bands with loads of wanky names.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess like like just I'll I'll intervene at this point and just let you know, um, like the the album I'm doing is like twenty three songs. So I guess track <laughs> for track would be yeah. Just <laughs> we, should do, we should probably do probably do like highlights. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> nice one.
2: So I would say, like, highlights me would be the opening track, which is uh, And You're Wondering How a Top Floor Could Replace Heaven. Because it, it, it just goes through those different styles. It's kind of like, at one point, it's just quite kind of fast-paced, kind of like, kind of really breathy, kind of vocalist kind of style. And then it's kind of like quite screamy at some points. And then kind of goes, builds up into this massive, like, kind of crescendo because it comes drop it completely and then just build it up from scratch again. Mm. and i guess i kind of of like that music when it kind of like where song breaks down everything kind of gets built up back up again and it's kind of like you're like what the fuck where did this come from it's a completely new song it's it's morphed into something else um i'll probably say the the outro track maybe they'll know right through another brilliant track i mean i mean just say i'd say like go listen to it (coughs) pretty good
0: <laughs> yeah I think I will it sounds really yeah. interesting
1: I just want to listen to it because of the name to be honest <laughs> it's like the reason why I started listening to King Giddon and Lizard uh, Lizard Wizard so I was like if it's a name like that then they must have some fucking yeah. crazy stuff <laughs>
0: it's like like when I heard um, psychedelic pong crumpets yeah. I was like <laughs> man if that band lives up to that name, they're yeah. gonna be ace in the <laughs> way, thankfully
1: <laughs> thank God um Dylan, do you want to go next then uh
3: yeah sure um so uh the album I'm gonna go up with first is take take Your pants and jacket by blink one eighty two mm. um'cause in the state is like subjectively my favorite blink album because I just feel like it's one of the perfect, most perfect pop punk albums you can never come across. But Take Off Your Pants and Jacket was kind of when they started to experiment a bit more, but it also still has their Enemy of the State pop punk sound to it. Like you've got Tom DeLonge doing like riffs that are kind of different to what he'd been doing in the past at that point, and you kind of hit, you can kind of hear where Boxcar Car Racer was coming from, and you can also hear where it was leading up to with the untitled album i don't know i just think it's a perfect balance between the immature pop punk style that they're known for but then also a bit more mature alternative i mean you've got some highlight tracks for me for that one like um i'd say like anthem part two is the perfect opener and then stay together for the kids is like a more serious kind of song and story of a lonely guy they're kind of Showcase a more serious side to Blink, but then you've got songs like "Reckless," "Abandoned," which keep their typical toilet type humor. <laughs> yeah, but,
1: um, uh, but um, yeah. honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Uh, oh, do you want to go more, more? There's a lot. That?
3: There's a lot of yeah, them, lot. Um, but I'd say like a main one is "I Empire" by Angels and Airwaves. That one, that one also production-wise is such a great album, and it's full of many great songs that have gotten me through a lot of dark times um, ooh, uh, how many honourable mentions are we saying
1: uh, just go with, uh, just go with so, so. Yeah,
3: um i I'd, I'd say my yeah. uh, <laughs> second honourable mention is the Boxcar Racer album that is perfect oh, lost lost
1: yeah, yeah it's a yeah. leather one yeah oh Oh, you cut out a bit then.
3: Oh, did it? What, um, what was? Okay, the I'll second Album mentioned, Dylan. Uh,
2: the
3: Boxcar Racer album. Oh, awesome! Oh. I I don't know that it's perfect from start to finish, and it's got some of Tom Delon's best work. That even to today's standards, it's still some of his best, and it's just the. It's one of those albums where the track listing is absolutely spot on, because often you'll find with some albums is that summer track listing songs could be shuffled about a bit to make it a bit better. But that one, I wouldn't change the track listing at all. Cool. Um, And, yeah, my favourite album of all time is uh, Revolution Radio by Green Day, mm. which is an odd choice to some people because so many people consider, like... Kids to be the perfect album a lot of people consider american idiot to be a perfect one but for me just revolution radio is the one i always come back to um it starts off with a banner called somewhere now which is kind of like it's got like a who style to it and it's got some of Tracol's best drumming on it like it's not overly complicated but it's just got real nice fancy fills that serve the song perfectly and then it goes straight into Bam Bam, which is probably one of the fastest and most aggressive songs they've ever done. And it kind of has like a St. Jimmy vibe. Um, mm. But the subject about it, it's about like, um, it was written from the perspective of a mass shooter. And with that going on in America a lot, it was pretty topical. And then that goes straight into Revolution Radio, which is the title track. And that one's just full of energy and is typical Green Day. It's just the album doesn't really stop for a break. Even when uh, certain songs will slow it down a bit, it's still got that energy to it. And then Forever Now is one of the highlights for me. It's my favourite song by Green Day of all time. It's like a six-minute song. That it's kind of like Jesus of Suburbia, but shorter, where it's like five different songs in one, but then it um, reprises a part of Somewhere Now, which I thought was quite clever, because a lot of times Green Day were like, have what a certain section of a song in another song towards the end, so I thought that was quite cool. And then that album ends with Ordinary World, which is an acoustic song, um, and that one's just like a nice interlude to come after the energy that is forever now, so... Yeah, I just think it's the perfect blend of their old style, um, what they've been doing post-American Idiot, and then something a bit fresh, so I think that album has the perfect balance, and that's why... Um, I'll always consider it to be one of the best Green Day albums.
1: Cool. You're going to hate me for saying this, but you know I've, the only Green Day album I've ever listened to from start to finish is American Idiot.
3: <laughs> American Idiot's a great album, though, so I don't blame you. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, it's just, I can still visit that album. With pop-punk stuff, I just sort of... I like tracks, but I just think... I, I just can't... I don't have the patience to listen to a full album because I sort of get a bit bored. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> no, I get you. Sometimes I can be the same, but yeah. um, I don't know. Albums like that are ones that I can listen to from start to finish. I know American Idiot is one of Casey's favorite albums.
1: Mm. Well, I'll explain this when I get to man uh, last. But I just I, I love concept albums, so that's why I love American Idiot. It's just that oh, yeah. I,
3: I, starts. God, yeah, American Idiot was like the first concept album thing where I actually understood what a concept album was. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, yeah, um, I, But then, like, I've seen the Quadrophenia film, um, which is obviously f- from the Who and their album. And then that's kind of when I started to understand what concept album actually yeah, they did was.
1: Tommy,
3: as well, they did Tommy they? as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Tommy was one Um. Yeah.
1: But um right, so Casey do you, I think I know what yours is, but
0: do you wanna go? Uh yeah, God I've probably told you a thousand times, yeah. but I think it's gotta be Zen Arcade by Who's Kadoo. Yeah. Um Huskadoo. Is that what you were guessing? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Who's Kadoo? <laughs> like you, you don't hear it from me all the time. <laughs> uh, what? Who's Kadoo's your favourite
3: band? You'd never know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um yeah, so for me, it's again just one of those albums where I I just I come back to it time after time, and it's just it, it's timeless for me. It's it's just it it hasn't um, it hasn't got boring or like as the years have gone on, it just seems to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite a politically charged album at times, so it just it, it seems to get more and more relevant as the years go on as well. And also. Um, if I could make a you know, point but I, I, I love the, the fact that it's a concept album. Yeah. It's basically... You know, they were the first... One of the first sort of hardcore bands to do, if not the first hardcore band to do... Yeah. Like, a fully-fledged concept album. Like, others might have done concept albums, but this was 1984, and Zen Arcade is, is mm. basically a rock opera, you know? it It, it could have been by the who or someone you know it was literally that far out um but they pulled it off on like a 70 minute double album um yeah no one else in hardcore at the time was doing anything like that and it really started paving the way for you know post hardcore and alternative rock it's um well that's what i was gonna say about it
1: um yeah when you think of like the eighties hardcore scene and, and that, they was probably one of the first ones to make that sort of bridge into alternative rock and. To be fair, I, you yeah. could argue that they was one of the creators of pop punk. Really, I mean the melodies oh, on massively, yeah. on then arcade is like, almost Beatles-esque at some time, at some points.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, massively. Mm. Yeah, you look at things like um, maybe standing by the sea or. Yeah, Pink Turns to Blue, oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah, they, they are so melodic. Uh, it, it's, yeah, it's wonderful. Um, but then the, the the sheer amount of immersion that comes along with that melody on, um, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll stick with Pink Turns to Blue because that was going to be one of the highlights I'd point out. Mm. Something so incredibly melodic and catchy like that, it's a very straightforward 4-4 beat is a really driving force it's almost it reminds me of, a lot of the sort of sort of gothic post-punk that was going out uh around the same time mm. um you know like driving 4-4 four, four beat but then the the immersion in grant hart's voice on that track is just phenomenal for for 1984 it was obviously it's often cited as one of the first demo records as well and like rightly so but um oh, yeah the fact that there was not only Grant what Hart but Bob the... Mould sharing the songwriting pretty much 50-50, uh, I think it's it's one of those that they were at the point in their career where they were basically, for the first time, just trying to one-up each other constantly. Um, mm-hmm. So you had, for me, you know, two of the best songwriters of the 80s going toe-to-toe and just trying to outdo each other for 70 straight minutes and working at all around... You know, a a concept album, a, a, a story driven, narrative driven concept album about someone trying to find their way in a, a crazy, messed up world. Um Irrelevant trying to find today. their way in, <laughs> in relationships, um, trying to find the way economically and spiritually, hence the whole Zen arcade thing. Um, just looking for meaning and yeah, it's phenomenal. I I best get to my um the other highlights, shouldn't I? I, I guess. <laughs> Um, Pink turns to blue is probably my favorite track on it. I know I've talked about that quite a fair bit, but then um something I learned today—the opening track—is an incredible way to open an album. Like starting off with the the drip, the drum beat is again it's just a force of nature, and then then the bass line drops on top of that, and then the guitars, like the guitar turn of the album, is phenomenal. It really, really is. Mm. Um, and the way like they were introduced and built up, just drums, then bass, then guitars, and then boom, like, like a three-piece band just in their prime um, exploding into an album like that. It's, yeah, Something I Learned Today is a phenomenal, phenomenal song, yeah. great opening song. And then I guess my other highlight would be the closing track. So, <laughs> yeah, nearly an hour later, um, you get... Reoccurring Dreams which is a 14 minute instrumental and um, I always remember like like I said this album was pioneering Um, it really covered a lot of ground everything from like obviously hardcore punk but right through to like folk and Mm. just all kinds of things piano pieces but I remember playing Reoccurring Dreams one time at an old shared house I was in and a friend of mine who's like you know he's really he knows his music. Well, it's Paul Haley. You guys know him. Yeah. But he um, he knows his music, and he, he walks in about halfway through the song, and he goes, "Oh, oh wow, it's is King Crimson," and it's like, <laughs> "Oh fucking hell!" Do You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it, that that track. It it easily could have been. Do you know what I mean? It, it's proggy yeah. and it's, yeah, it, it's 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 it, hands down. It's musical. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's three guys doing an instrumental piece. Just just riffing on one you know one um, kind of motif for 14 minutes building it up all together bringing it back down all together it's like you can hear like there's probably some sort of psychic energy between them do you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's just absolutely it's phenomenal um again like yeah it gets so quiet and um, almost it feels like it's gonna fall apart at some moments. But then it just explodes again. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably it's my favourite instrumental ever recorded, and yeah, I'll shut up about Zen Arcade because <laughs> I haven't even done my honourable mentions, have I? <laughs> um, yeah, honourable mentions. I guess it's two uh, radically different albums to Zen Arcade. Um, one being the 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 title is "Good Don't Sleep." It's by Egyptian Hip Hop. It was the only full-length album they did that had like a single and an EP before that. But um, yes, two thousand twelve debut album and only album, "Good Don't Sleep," and um, yeah, it's basically just really chilled out, um, synth-driven music. Um, The texture on that album, like the production, is is absolutely phenomenal. It's just there are layers and layers of texture on it, and um, the thing about that album is I'm always in the mood to put it on. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's it doesn't matter if I'm out and about with my headphones on, or like yeah, like trying to get some sleep or whatever. I'll I'll put it on to go to bed. Like it's just like I'll always be in the mood for it. It's it's just um, lyrically as well. It's like it's quite esoteric, and I'm I'm obviously into that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the visual imagery that the lyrics conjure is 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 brilliant it's um another timeless album for me and, and funnily enough it's like it makes it makes me kind of think of when i when i hear the lyrics it's you can you can place it pretty much anywhere in time do you know what i mean mm. it could have been written in any decade um if they had synthesizers back in like the 1800s or whatever <laughs> um all right, I'm, sat, I'm at the risk of sounding incredibly stupid there. I'll move on to my other honourable mention,
1: which is... I'd love to say um, that, though, in our aer- though. So. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> a modulus in. Oh,
0: yeah, I mean, that's it, yeah. I mean, yeah, God, like, what a band name as well, Egyptian Hip Hop. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're not a hip-hop group, or Egyptian. <laughs> like, but, yeah, um, so my other uh, honourable mention is Olympic Girls by um it it's by a band called Tiny Ruins who um i think they're a New Zealand band um but they're a very modern folk band mm. um and i'm i don't listen to an awful lot of folk music at all but do you know when something's just too good to ignore yeah um you know any genre done well is kind of it can always grab your attention and um yeah my absolute highlight from that album i know we're not meant to do highlights from the honorable mentions <laughs> but um it's a tr- it's a track called um stars false fading uh which is one of the only two songs to ever bring me to tears when i've seen it live like it it fucking broke me down it was that phenomenal you know the performance was incredible it's an emotional song and like yeah yeah tiny ruins incredible band
1: cool what well, we should do as well, um, you know, after we finish this, maybe put links to the released albums we talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely.
0: We should definitely.
2: do, like, a, maybe a Spotify playlist.
1: Yeah, yeah, that'd be great, idea. Oh,
0: that's a great idea. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to go on for quite a while about this. So I'll just do my honourable mentions first and then get to yeah, the... Sorry, evening. I realise
0: I took quite a bit of time there. Sorry about oh, that. It's
1: nothing compared to what I'm going to get to. <laughs> <laughs> um, Honourable mentions, I'm going to say, like Clockwork um, by Queen of Stone Age, which everyone's go-to is usually um, Songs for the Deaf, but personally, I think like Clockwork is just the best one they've done. Lyrically, musically, I mean, it's the features on it, are like Elton John, obviously Dave Grohl, you know, Alex Turner's mm. on one track, it, but it's just this. It's not a concept album, but it sort of feels like it the way it progresses. Yeah, and it's like it's. I think it's the first ever album which Josh Homme's wrote like about being depressed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, mm, mm. But yeah, Getting that and the fact it, that it's yeah. only ten tracks as well, which rel- is relatively quite short. Um, but that, that album's just perfect for me. And uh, it's, it's so hard to think of one of the mentions of Lords, but probably um uh, probably got to be do Black Emperor on, like Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh I find now. I'm think trying to think of the album name Is, no?
2: it, is it Lift Your Skinny Fists? Back no No, not that one. Um the one before, or after.
1: No, I know. I know the album like. artwork. <laughs> what is it? What's, what's the album artwork? Like? It's like uh, black and white. Um, that's it. It's under and other distress. That one. Um, it's it's really dark and droney, but that it just it just feels even there's no lyrics because it's just purely instrumental. But that just feels like a it should be a soundtrack to like. I don't know, some, like, dystopian background and, like, riots (laughs) and stuff like that, but that's great. But linking in with that, so my favourite album of all time is Year Year Zero by Nine Sh nails. I could have easily picked The Fragile, but it's, again, it's that concept Mm -hmm. of Year Zero. I mean, I'll start with the marketing campaign for it. They made an alternative reality game to it (laughs) where you had to find clues. (laughs) I wish I, I would have liked them back in 2007 but they released like a t-shirt with highlighted letters which sent you to a website and then it was like this alternative reality game and you could ring numbers and it'd send you a location to find like and there was like little tracks on usb sticks and then secret gigs and stuff and they even got like people to meet at a place and then like fake riot police had like chase, like chased them into this venue and then nine shells would start playing and it's it's just if <laughs> you have if you have time just just read upon the alternative real, reality game to either, <laughs> but it's basically set. Um, it was meant to be like in the near future, like twenty thirty years time, where the George Bush, um, you know, sort of uh, presidency was like still in power and still at war and stuff. But they like drugged the uh, civilians to be compliant and. There was like terrorism, uh, terrorism going on, but it was actually the uh, the civilians rebelling, the ones who want taking drinking the water because there's like drugs in the water. Like the full story to it is just fucking great, and then saying that the the full album, almost the full album, was recorded on tour in Ableton because Trent Reznor just discovered Ableton and just started.
0: Oh, was it that one? Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. So it's very electronic.
1: But it's just absolutely crazy. Like some of the synth, like glitchy, all like glitchy sounds and stuff on it. It's absolutely amazing. And he has got guitars and like drums and stuff on it, but it is mainly an electronic album. Um, But yeah, it's just, yeah amazing, but my my highlight to that is survivalism, which is, like, about, you know, about, about a civilian who's, like, commenting on the world around him, and just realising that the government are lying to him, and there's drugs in the system, and just trying to, like, basically devising, like, a revolution sort of plot to it. Um But that, and then it's got like a really good like, uh, not solo but lead part at the end, which sort of drones out the song. Uh, Me, I'm not is another highlight. That's about like a civilian being compliant and you know realizing that the the being controlled, but just sort of accepting it. Um, But that's got a real like, it's got really slow like rhythm to it. But it's really like dark and almost chilled out, but in like a. In like an ominous sort of sense, to it. Uh, God given mm, the lyrics yeah. on that is from a perspective of like a religious, uh, uh, a, a, a Christian, you know, an extremist Christian. So the li- if you didn't know the concepts and just listened to the song, you'd think God, this is like <laughs> this is really yeah, like, like almost yeah. racist and stuff. But it's coming from the perspective of one of them, like saying you mm. won't get into heaven because of the color of your skin and stuff like that. Um, my favorite track of yeah. it is "Meet Your Master," but that's basically because the bass lines in it are, are great. Um, the Great Destroyer. <laughs> uh, I told you I'd gone well. Um, I love the Great Destroyer <laughs> Go ahead, man. because it's just it's 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 quite a simple song up to halfway through, but it's just guitar, this simple drum beat, and then suddenly halfway through it just like explodes <laughs> and it's like almost like glitch step and it's just electronic wow. like madness and it, you, you, when I first listened to it I was like what the fuck's going on here <laughs> and then amazingly when I, I've only seen them live once I don't know, twice actually but when I saw them live at just one of their gigs and um, they actually played it and they never played that live and it was like there was like visuals of like riots oh, that, and stuff that, like that and wow what and then, a special like, moment yeah And then probably the last track as well off it, Zero Some, Um, that's... It it links in with the alternate reality game because that's from, like, a scientist uh, who's finally knows, like, the world's going to end. Which you you don't really find out how the world ends, but it's like it could be, like, a supernatural thing or... Because the album covers, like, a hand coming from the sky and then there's, like... There's, like, references to, like, supernatural powers, like, ending the well because of how our, our, the uh, wells at war and acting and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, there mm. uh, some yeah, it's about, like, the scientist sending the, like, the what's happening at that time back in time. So it links in, so it makes you feel like that alternative reality game, like you was sent it by this scientist. And it's basically a letter to his, his family, basically saying, I love you, and... Goodbye, basically. There are layers and layers to this album. Oh, it's absolutely amazing,
0: but um, a lot to get your teeth into.
1: Yeah, i um, There's loads of other stuff. With I don't want to go on. T- yeah, with <laughs> 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 um, loads of other stuff with it, um, I could go through lyrics and stuff like that. But yeah, I think I'll I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yes, I mean, you've
0: sold me on that one. I'll be giving a yeah. listen.
1: But as concept albums go it's it's my favourite because it's the most like it's the most it's the one what would make you feel like you involved in it the most you know what I mean rather mm, than mm. like sorry about a guy or whatever <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah yeah. anyway shall we get on to our next questions then? So, oh wait before, before we before we do go that
2: ahead.
1: yeah Um, just a quick thing on albums
2: I was going to ask what was the last album everyone listened to? Ooh. But then, like, also, like, it has to be the latest that was released, kind of thing. Oh, right, okay. So, like, kind of like the last, last album you listened to in full that was kind of released fairly recently, or?
1: So, not just the last album you, you listened to? Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, for me, it's the new Idols album. Yeah, fair,
0: yeah. I, I, I'm thinking it, it might be the same with me. Hmm. I'm trying to think because I've I've heard that a lot since it launched. Um, trying to think if anything has launched more recently than mm-hmm. that that I've actually do listened you know, to. I, I haven't right listened
2: through. to it all the way through yet. Can you? No.
0: All oh, right. Is, yeah.
3: it, is, it, it, some, is it? I've, it, is it, I've yeah. had a listen <laughs> to some of the tracks. And I, I think it's, it's, it's very good. good. good.
2: Yeah. yeah. I I think musically it's very good, but I think lyrically it doesn't hit the same as the 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 oh, the, really? the, the first two albums, obviously.
1: I don't yeah. know, I'd say it's um, part.
0: Have you, have you heard, like, the... Have you heard Model Village?
2: I haven't yet, actually, no.
0: Because I think Model Village is uh, some of the best lyrics of Joe's career so far. Like, I think... Mm. Um, like it's, I think, that, like, that's the song on the album where I was like, uh, oh, lyrically, it stands up to the first two. Like, I actually thought that about that song. Yeah. Because the, 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 where the third album's lacking for me, as opposed to the first two, is, funnily enough, actually, in the production um it's it's as though um it's produced very similarly to the first two albums, yeah, but it's the first time they've actually gone with a different producer um space did the first two, and I'm not sure who did this one, but it's as though they've tried emulating the kind of the same production style and it just falls ever so slightly short. I feel some of the guitars that flesh out their songs so well uh, are too quiet in the mix and um. Yeah, little little things like that niggle at me, you know.
1: I would agree with that production, Mars. I wouldn't say it's as good. I mean, yeah. uh, to be fair, my yeah. favourite produced one was probably Brutalism from Idols.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, uh, it's yeah, yeah. Ph- phenomenal production job on that record.
1: But yeah, um. So should we go on to the next question?
0: Yeah, because I think I think Brutal is um. Not brutalism, sorry. Um, yeah, Ultra Mono probably was the, the last recent album I listened to in full. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, I
3: forgot yeah. I didn't say mine. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was wondering what the yeah. last Mine was. Um, I don't know if I believe Infected Edition by Alfonso Conspiracy. That's the yeah. last album oh, I fully yeah. listened to. So, for anyone who's listening, Alfonso Conspiracy, his name's Max. Um, and that's his solo project. He's actually the drummer for my Band wide society um, and without getting into too much detail about it just yet yeah, I'm going to be playing bass for him when he starts doing live performances. so keep your eyes out for that but um basically the way I can describe this album for people who haven't heard him, it's like me- what what would you say- what what did you say it was Casey because you, you you summed his genre up quite well. Oh, did I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What didn't you say it was like, it like industrial? Well, to me, it's
0: um, it, it's kind, it's of, kind of, of, it's a really nice blend between, sort of post rock, yeah. uh, in, industrial, uh, stuff. Post like metalcore. I I get, I guess like classic new metal as well. Yeah. Uh, I Yeah, see it's, it's quite of, yeah. kind of like metalcore. Yeah. Some of the bits uh, in it remind me of Russian Circles.
2: Yeah, a bit like. Um, oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like early it's like. It's got some real grooves, hasn't he? Yeah. Mm. Devil
2: well. sold the soul as well, like early that kind of area. Mm. It's
3: like um, some some of the stuff as well is quite Marilyn Manson-esque in some of the voice and like riffage. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, this. Um, so he ones. did. So if people listening, he did like release the normal version, then Infected Edition is just basically a fancy way of saying the Deluxe Edition. Um, but I feel like some of the yeah. songs are Deluxe Edition. He really, like, stepped it up with the songwriting and just, like, with the instrumentation as well. Um, Like, uh, a song called Lilo is my favourite one, is my favourite song of the album because it's got a very Green Day vibe in its uh, main riff, but then in the chorus, it has quite a Marley Manson vibe. Um, It's just a really nice mix and there's just this real, like, fun, screamy part at the end, like, breakdown kind of thing. I just think that's like a perfect example of um, what he brings to the table with the infected edition that steps up from what he's already done.
0: It's mad because um, the album was already like 50 minutes long and then he's got yeah, this uh, like deluxe edition, yeah, which is, yeah. and there's so much extra material, it's now an hour and 24 <laughs> minutes.
3: Yeah, I just had a look, one hour, 24 minutes. Bloody hell. Yeah. But it seems like it works.
1: Yeah, People kids are, are listening to it. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with that. It's, a, it's an amazing album, Matt. Yeah. Anyway... Oh, you're um, doing a feature with him,
0: aren't you, at the uh, moment? Well, uh, you're yeah. doing a, basically a full co- full collaboration, aren't you, Nick? Yep. Yeah. Don't want to say too much about it yet.
3: is <laughs> yeah, also doing a guest <laughs> see, vocal like, on the
0: like, song. You, you got a, f- a full collaboration with Alfonso Conspiracy. I only get a feature... <laughs> like what's all that about
1: <laughs> no comment
0: <laughs> no no I, I, your music is so compatible that's yeah. the thing like I'm I'm really glad that's happening um, yeah when uh, we we're all sat in the kitchen bit um, before we had to go into this lockdown mm. um, you know I, I was saying like you, you, you need to hear some like you're gonna love this guy yeah. <laughs> Um, and then next thing I know yeah you're collaborating so yeah.
1: that's amazing I sent him I mean I listened to his stuff anyway and then I sent him uh, my unmixed album and he looked like that so oh, right. just sort of went from there mm. but anyway awesome. should we, that's a good link into the your favourite local releases oh uh, yeah that's yeah. A pretty, uh, that was smooth
3: what <laughs> a beautiful segment
1: yeah. Eddie do you want to go first Um. yeah sure
2: um, like there's literally so much I can mention like, yeah so much most of it isn't on Spotify which is annoying because I can't like put them into playlists or else but uh, you could put a link to it you, uh, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, away with it. I, I am going to say this because I listen to it I listen to the song quite a lot like just in my spare time I just bang it on and it's fucking brilliant Mm. It's um, it's Brosnan's. Is this thing on?
3: Oh yeah, that that's good. That's really yeah, good. Awesome. yeah. Like,
2: yeah. like I feel like Rory's vocals is just very really, um. They almost, they almost have this like, like not really giving a shit, but kind of giving a shit. <laughs> oh, like yeah. kind of what the strokes are really good for. Like, kind of, but it kind of sounds like that, like, like kind of like you're kind of drunk, but you're kind of drunk singing. Yeah, like they're kind of the dad <laughs> <really. laughs> but it's actually in key and it's like yeah. and it works really well and it's.
3: Oh yeah, I have heard this one. I've got it saved on my Spotify.
2: And and the, the video is really good, and they've all they all make they always make good music videos and stuff. Which which and video so was that one? Um, I think they were doing like green screen stuff, but it's not, okay. but it's not the octopus. Yeah. The
3: octopus one. Yeah.
2: But, um, no. No. Uh, yeah. Because there is octopus. I forgot. D- yeah, they do. And I think I've got, I've got, I've got like about seven, eight, maybe honourable mentions, maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just uh, leave li- leave it for two. Cause it'll for go for two. It. <laughs> I think we're at forty minutes. Holiday, something.
2: All right. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going i just gonna do the ones that I think none of you will men- none of you guys are mentioned Right, yeah. um, so I'll go for a Shipping
1: Forecast
2: which was um, John Copley's project
1: oh yeah yeah. That I did
2: outside I'm of trying to uh, think
1: of where I remember it from yeah that was this that
2: yeah really kind of um, real, real cool vibes like really kind of like, like electronic but yeah um, like
1: Bonnie Vare sort of
2: yeah inspired I, kind of, I can't remember who, who it is that he reminds me of that kind of like Clav stuff With mm. the pianos And that But yeah Like really I, I fucking loved it So yeah Um Maybe Attack the embassy
3: Oh man Cause like <laughs> Throwback
2: like, <laughs> the, the, They had a song Called Terrorist Which is fucking So catchy as fuck And like This is human And stuff And Yeah I, I just think They should have yeah. been They should have still Been in the scene Right now Still making like Bangers but I think completely, they really got swept under the rug a bit, and the the they wrote good, catchy music, and I hope they like reform at some point and start blasting new music out.
0: Yeah, I, I really hope so as well. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I'm amazed as well with with a name like Attack the Embassy <laughs> and a song called Terrorist, <laughs> um, co- considering. Was it the the drummer who worked in like like politics or like international relations or something? <laughs> I'm se- I'm seriously amazed. Like they didn't get in an awful lot of trouble at some point. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it could have gone south pretty quick. That, but
1: <laughs> yeah. um, what an incredible band though. Good shouted. So Dylan, do you want to go next?
3: Right. Um, so I'll do. I know two honourable mentions, and the first one I'm going with is Time It Waits For No One by Slacker um, they're a band that are from Southampton and um, I came across them because um, Sam Sanders from Serial Chiller um, his band had played with them in uh, West Street Live in Sheffield and uh, recommended me them because they were kind of like this they are like an emo, punk, pop, punk kind of band so I checked them out and I Really like it. Um, it's kind of like it's kind of like that. Not not completely modern pop punk, but it's like that early two thousand polish kind of pop punk. And yeah, um, it's an album that I can just listen to time and time again. Um, although I'm, I've heard the first single that they've released called "The Current" off their up and coming second album, and I think they've really stepped it up. Like it kind of has that same kind of vibe. But it's like they've kind of let. It's like they've took everything that they learned about making the first album and they've just improved on every single little bit, Um, which is good because it's always good when a band can learn from what they've done on their first release and build upon it. And I feel like this second album is really going to build upon what they've already done. But yeah, if for people who are fans of like early two thousands pop punk, I would highly recommend Slacker. But it's uh, spelt as slack and then two R's. So there uh, isn't an yeah. E. <laughs> uh, and then, oh, my other honourable mention, it's got to be Dirt Mall by Ariel Salad. Um, that came oh, out great this Albert. year. Yeah. Um, so, oh God, I think I first saw Ariel Salad at, uh, off the road live lounge which you were at I think you were at KC I'm not too certain but uh, Yeah that was a great show as well Yeah, yeah Nigel had put it on and I just remember seeing him and I absolutely loved their energy um, especially Jamie the front man he's, he's terrific with his energy and I like his really aggressive vocal style because some of it would have quite a... Like, instrumentation, it would have quite a pop punky feel to some of it. But then his vocals would be the complete opposite, you know, to what you'd expect from, like, pop-punk. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah. I think this second the thing album is... is like
0: the, you know, three, three lads from Manchester, and they actually sound like it. Do you know what I mean?
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love his accent, because you can just tell where they come from.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it. They're not false about it at yeah. all. And I used to live in Like, that like kind Manchester, of pop-punk can so easily quite, get really... Uh, really annoying when, when bands go you know try and do the like overly American kind of thing but mm. That's they keep t- it real
3: <laughs> see I, I sound very hull in my in my voice though I whenever yeah. I sing yeah completely uh, but yeah dead Mall um, it's so. yeah it's perfect from start to finish the opening let me just check the opening song Virtue is just it's still my favourite aerial sound song ever State of yeah has quite it has a Green Day-ish sounding chord progression, but they make it their own and I really like it. And then the last song, Stressed, is just it's so good. I often end up playing a lot of these songs myself on guitar. They've just they create riffs that are simple but yet so fun to play. Mm. Um Right, um and then Ooh. Right, so I'm tied between two albums for like my favourite local album, so there's, First one I'll go up with is uh, "Plight of the Millennial" by Smiling Assassin. So, <laughs> oh, for, for anyone I'm listening, Casey is in that band. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've heard the show. Um,
3: don't we? But, <laughs> yeah, the proper one. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, worst band ever. But now, nah, uh, so Smiling <laughs> Assassin yes. are, a, are a hardcore punk band from Hull. They're really good. Like um, their live shows are filled with energy and just you can feel the anger and rebelling, and the rebelling in, in their performance and the album just brings that point across like every song is just filled to the brim with aggressive vocals and um, energetic drumming and great guitar riffs and great bass lines and um, I'd say oh, I'll shit baseline. Shit baseline. yeah we've got to see.
1: The album was great, oh, don't, but don't just be, the bass
0: lines. Hey, don't, <laughs> hey, don't be ripping on the bass lines because George wrote them all. I only played them, uh, and I will, I will tell
1: on you. <laughs> oh shit! Oh no, sorry, no, the bass lines, no, amazing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I'd say some of the highlights for me on this album are "Psycho Apathy." I really love the chorus and riff of that, and the br- yeah, yeah. Um, the breakdown at the end is fucking amazing. Because it's like it's so it goes, fun to play. it, it slows it really down, is. and it slows down even more, and it slows down, slows down again. It's just like, yeah, it's like remember, oh, It's not it's quite nasty, nasty, nasty
0: enough yet. Let's uh, <laughs> see how far yeah, we can go. exactly.
3: With it. it was like I remember. I was listening to the album for the first time. I was like, "Oh, this breakdown's quite nice." Slowed down. I was like, "Wait, where's this going?" And then it slowed down even more. And George comes in with his scream. I'm like, "Fuck yeah, that's a nice breakdown." Uh, and I really like News Corp Monopoly. I love the way that it um, uh, blends yeah. like ska punk into the typical hardcore punk. The, the way it transitions from verses to chorus is just absolutely awesome. And I love the breakdown towards the end of that song too. Mm. Um, you know, so spe- that...
0: speaking of News Corp, I've got I've got to ask quickly: Have you? Um, did you hear Baddies' remix of that one?
3: Uh, I haven't. I haven't heard much of the remix stuff uh. yet.
0: Oh, the the whole remix album from Ender Level Baddie it's fucking is amazing. It's just absolutely awesome. Yeah, but Unreal. the that's my highlight from it is, um, yeah, the News Corp Monopoly remix because it he makes it like so dub reggae, but then so modern as well. Like oh, yeah. it, it's, it's got that typical classic Baddie twist on it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, check it out.
3: Right, uh so, is so far. Yeah, if I do say so, so much. <laughs> right. I'd say then my favourite local album ever is A Picture of Good Health by Life. Like ever since I listened to that album I've just fallen in love with it and I never get bored of it, like no matter what. I must like um I'd say it's since the record store gig that they did at one record store back for oh, September last year that I really got into that album. And yeah, for people listening, uh, me and Casey were at that record Store show. Were you there, Ed? I can't remember. I can't remember. Can't remember. Yeah, I, I can't remember What if life's record store you,
0: you don't you don't remember being there, Ed. <laughs> 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 You'd remember it, it was chaos. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I don't think I was there. all oh,
3: uh, right fair oh, enough, yeah. but um <laughs> Yeah, most people probably know who Life are at this point. They get they're getting quite well known, which is good for them because, from what I've seen, they've worked very hard over the years. It's nice to see a whole band, you know, getting some recognition, and hopefully more whole bands, you know, can push to get more recognition. But um, I'd say Life, oh, they're, are like, they're really the,
0: paving the way. Aren't they? Yeah. It's, um,
3: the it's the DIY
1: aspect as well. Yeah, completely. That, that's what yeah. I always appreciate awesome about them.
3: Um, But I'd say, like, standout tracks for me... I mean, pretty much every track on this album is great, but standouts for me are uh, good health because I think that's just a perfect opener. And I really like Mez's vocal performance, especially on the uh, chorus bit, like, when he kind of... Not screamy, but, like, when he kind of yells it, I really like that. Um, And Stu's drumming just carries that song perfectly and it just has this flow where you don't want to stop dancing... And obviously, when you see like, wow, Mez is always dancing with that song. It's great to see. And then "Mole Farber, which was the first single off that album, is just, it's amazing. Um, It's short, but it's sweet. (laughs) And then I'd say Bummer (laughs) was like one of the most well-known singles on the album. Um, And that one has a great drum beat and a great bass line. And... Just when that when Very it all kicks again. off, yeah, when yeah, it all kicks off into really, me. In
1: mm. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true.
3: Yeah. Um, I don't. It reminds it's me like of probably, it's quite. It's quite punky, like if, if um, because Mick obviously does. He doesn't play guitar just normally. He has to have these weird riffs in. But I reckon if you just played it as mm. normal chords, it would be kind of a straight up punk song because of like the bass yeah, line yeah. and the way the drums go. Um.
0: That's the beauty oh, I, of life, isn't it? It's, um, uh, you can imagine in life that, in like, general, yeah. As, <laughs> <That's> uh, <laughs> a no, of but as quirky as their material is, you know, uh, and as, as they, they, they take a good idea and then take it as far mm. as it needs to go, do you know what I mean? But then you can imagine that any one of their songs, yeah, like stripped down even to like an acoustic and the root chords would be just as great, you know. It's
3: my favorite off the album is uh, Excites Me. I was pretty much exposed to that one at the uh, record store gig and I just fell in love with it. I love the way that there's like that little synth at the beginning and it just all kicks off and it just doesn't stop. It's an absolutely amazing song. I really love the chorus and the riff as well. Um, It's great. Uh, But um, asking you, Casey, what would you say your favourite song is on this album?
0: Off of... um... A picture of good health
3: yeah
0: i really like is it thoughts yeah um, is that is that yeah. like it, the things ball. out, of, out yeah. of the yeah yeah because it's maybe one of the ones that you mentioned but but the thing is about thoughts it's like it wasn't a single and yet it's like i feel like that's like the sleeper hit on the album Do you and, know what and i mean they've it's never uh, played it live yeah, they I do I live. do know oh, what really. you mean with thoughts. It's see, a real yeah, I, I, I really that do song. love that song. It's um yeah. yeah, maybe we should start requesting it um once gigs are up and th- running. I think again. Mick told me that they uh, couldn't
2: play it live.
1: was in physical oh, really?
2: It was quite a studio esque song. Oh really? And
0: they can't replicate I can I can kind of see it being somewhat challenging actually. Yeah. I think yeah. maybe it's the way it's layered. But yeah. it is
2: mm. I, 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 I think that was more my only gripe with the record. Is because like it's one mm. of the mixed songs, isn't it? And I quite like oh, like, right. like songs mm. like Euro Millions, where it's like it's like Miz and like myth kind of battling off each other a lot. I yeah. kind of miss yeah. that a lot on the album.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think. And I think. Ah, right, yeah, good point.
2: And I think that is probably why that's probably like quite a nice highlight because it is a bit different to everything else. That's so kind of
0: yeah. Um,
3: that's what, the what, thing, was... like yeah, with yeah. with a
0: band like that, it's, you, you want to see that interplay, don't you? Like, it, it's, it's, it really brings out the best in a band. Like, when I was on about Zen Arcade earlier, having, like, the two songwriters really going toe-to-toe. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's what... that's You can really make phenomenal records like that sometimes. Mm. Yeah, so my, my favourite local release is... It, it's For the Ears of Dogs to Come by The Holy Orders. Uh, um, I just think you've it's a that, phenomenal they... album start to finish. <laughs> Sorry, go on, Nick. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say I'm glad you said that because I left that one out, that <laughs>
0: Oh right, yeah. Did
1: you know what? Even I honorable actually, mentions.
2: I actually prefer the single and the newer stuff they were writing. I do,
0: yeah. To to the album, yeah, I do. To be like, honest,
2: dedicated follow right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. stuff. So. Mm. Fucking. Beautiful I think. Um, pro- well, I uh, I'll, I'll be completely honest. Like production-wise, everything the put out after the album I much much preferred like the production took a huge leap Mm. but then the thing about for the years of dogs to come um, I think for me the material's just as good I think Matt's been a a master songwriter for Mm. decades now my my favourite
1: office
0: Dance Motherfucker oh yeah gorgeous Mm -hmm. tune just such energy it's so fucking raw, but then yeah, coming back to my point about the production is like, technically, yeah, the production of that album is not as good as the the stuff that came subsequently, but it's got that it's got a sort of charm to it, almost like this lo-fi kind of appeal mm. um, that um, it works quite well with that material. It's you know? almost got um, like an indie, sort of but art. it's strange because like live, you know. Um, Oh, what sort of vibe? Like an indie Sorry. rock sort of vibe. Oh yeah, massively, massively, yeah. Um, I mean, the thing is, you can hear things like you know, like Modest Mouse and that kind of mm. um, that sort of branch of indie um, in its production, and yeah, I guess in, in quite, some yeah, of quite the
2: early Na, na- is called material. Mm. Yeah,
0: completely, completely. It's that sort of vibe all over. But but then you to say that like an album. Of that, like you know, in that vein, came out of Hull, but it's is also so typically Hull in its feel as well. Like you know, Matt is another one of these songwriters where he 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 sounds like where he's from, yeah. unapologetically. you know? And it and it's the music is just so much better for it. It's um, yeah. it's it's honest and it's um, yeah, it's it's just more appealing, and. There are another band where the they, they, they run with an idea and, and take it to where it needs to go, you know. They, yeah. They'll get a, a motif and just really they'll flesh it out and dynamically the the fantastic that and the album, you know, um it really shows that it, it builds well, it it breaks down well. Um yeah, uh the the, the variation of just, just between the songs themselves, that the the range of material and styles on the album is, is just yeah, just really great. Mm. Um, in terms of like you know one full album, one full body of work, that's yeah probably to this day my, my favorite one out of this city, definitely.
2: I t- I tell yeah. you what, Casey, I'll I'll never forget. Like
0: oh, I should I should do some honour honourable mentions, shouldn't I?
2: Well, but just before <laughs> you go to that, uh, go on. Um, yeah, I, I just remember you t- like proper raving about this band, and i would never seen them before yet. I remember seeing it, and it's like being one of the best live shows I've ever seen all at the time. Uh. and then like, and, and I think I think you told Matt about how much I enjoyed the show, and I just remember him just coming up to me, and just like s- slyly pulled out of his coat in like the middle of a Delphi like an album like, that album,
3: <laughs> and just passed it to me. and said, hey, Fucking have brilliant. I had enjoyed it. What an absolute the album. boss. And I was That's just like...
2: Great. And I'll never forget that moment, because I, like, I was like, man, this band is fucking awesome. Yeah. And just gave oh. me a free album out of nowhere. It's amazing. Do you know
0: what? Right, here we go. This is where it starts, right? We're going to campaign <laughs> to get the Holy Orders to actually record some more fucking material. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, so... Right, that might be my favourite album to ever come out of Hull. But my favourite piece of music to come out of this city oh, man. is the worst day since records began. Fucking amazing. Which is you know, it was a Holy Orders yeah. instrumental, um you know, it was always at least like what, like twelve fucking minutes. But sometimes they <laughs> extended it. It went on for as long as they felt fit yeah. for the night. Um, and you saw, you, but you like, always see people just the, to
1: walk away, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm sticking for this. It's, <laughs> it's like, yeah, what is wrong bad. with you? People? On, <laughs>
0: Sorry, guys. Good music, too, uh, too intense for you. Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just remember, it's them that's wrong. You know? Well, they have the problem. I
1: recorded them. <laughs> When I was back at uni, I recorded uh, something oh, called Prairie did. Dogs. Yeah, was it Prairie Dogs? Yeah, but the the one happy with it. Well, especially Matt with the lyrics and vocals, so he wanted oh, to rewrite right. write yeah. it. But they just then he had his solo projects and they just haven't been active and it's just being yeah. left now. But I mean, yeah. I know it's a bit biased because I recorded it, but that is my favourite early orders track. Um, oh right, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's so annoying that it's just it's. Left in the ether. Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> well, maybe, um, maybe we should look at doing a rarities thing, a Holy Orders rarities compilation. Um, I've got a few live recordings. Hmm. Um, I mean, you'd
1: have to ask if they're happy with it.
0: Ob- obviously, yeah. We'll we'll talk to them. I'm I'm talking with their permission. Yeah, but um, right. you know, if we show them that there's interest in it, then mm. uh, maybe we could. Yeah, sort of lead the way alongside them to to get yeah. it done.
2: It really needs to release some more um, edible far smiths as well. Oh
0: yeah. yeah, completely, completely.
3: You know who else needs to release new music? Modern mood swings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah well, yeah. I don't know Ed, Ed's writing like a fucking machine at the minute. So <laughs>
1: the thing is it's about modern you know, you want to mood swings. elaborate on that, Eddie. Is that the great? And I do love your songs and that, but. He just needs to find a new basis, to be honest. Yeah. Oh right. Oh yeah. That old game again. Okay. Yeah. You know, you know
3: that unwise society could do with a new frontman.
0: Okay. <laughs> self-depreciating now. Dude. Do you know what? Right, I need a like, new basis. Rip, ripping, ripping on me wasn't just. Oh right. Okay. So. Right. Okay. Um, trying to fob me off to another band now. Like. <laughs>
3: If I, if I get this, uh, if I get this, this more self-depreciating, then I'll just write a record like Insomniac.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a fantastic album. Uh, you know, I've often said as well, it's probably the most self-depreciative album lyrics-wise that I've ever heard. You know, it's like literally like the thing is, you listen to Insomniac, and it's like every chorus on Insomniac is just about how he feels like shit and hates himself. <laughs> You know, they literally, like, like listen to that album again and just, like, pay attention to the choruses. <laughs> it's just all just, like, I am a worthless piece of shit. I'm miserable. <laughs> I want to die. It's, like, it's crazy. Career alert to that during lockdown?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, fully.
0: You know, that's probably why he recently said, um, you know, it, they, they would You'd never do a sequel cause... to a Green yeah. Day album, but if they ever did... Um, it would be Insomniac would get like a part two. Maybe that's why you said it recently in lockdown blues, getting to Billy Joe. Mm. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, I haven't done my honorable mentions. No. Yeah. Get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, It's all right. Um, I just, I should get it out of the way because I'm going to cheat and say like 10, but (laughs) basically, so the Counting Coins album is just absolutely brilliant. Um, just the variation on it again it's like you know they always had incredible live shows the energy of the live ska punk madness they had going on um oh madness no pun intended sorry um <laughs> yeah like and then the the record brought for me something else into the mix do you know it's um oh, into the mix again oh, fucking hell I can't stop with the bad puns I'm not intending any of these, but, um, yeah, the, um, oh, brilliant. Eddie never intending to dig on me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, the, the album, the album brought like, um, a different approach to those songs. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the way they put those songs on record and like flesh them out with, um, interesting little, I don't know, like, like, kind of experiments and like there was some like sound collage stuff going on on some of the songs it was uh, really interesting and bold you know and it, it came off really well and, um you know pat from the talks did an incredible job on the production and yeah another honorable mention is basically any album by the talks um talks so are a great band the talks are really, the talks yeah, were pretty much fantastic. like my
3: introduction into like local mu- type music because before that i didn't yeah. really listen to local music but they uh, were like my introduction to
0: that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. super. Yeah,
3: their albums still hold up. I but, um, haven't actually listened yeah, to I them a I they will have while, been for though. many people. I yeah. do really like their um, albums. And then my
0: final, I guess, uh, uh, I had a few more to mention, but my final honourable mention is um, the the album uh, Tales for the Modern Gentleman Part 1, which is uh, the debut album from The Dear Sister. Um, uh, yeah. like she she has a she full has band it. now, but she she recorded that album back when she was just a solo artist, and um, yeah, just just start to finish, it's it's just quality. Um, it does include "The Devil Draws in Crayola" my, to this day, my favorite Deez uh, that, That's the record.
1: song yeah. Yeah. you like
0: Yep, yep. I I completely bastardised it from time <laughs> to time. Yeah, um, <laughs> I have been known to to uh yeah
1: a dabble with um, bit of I have to say that yeah, yeah. That I mean, the thing
0: is like her, her original is um it's only like a couple of minutes long and mm. um, but the thing is I, I I love it so much and like it, it's 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 the only reason I ended up covering it was because you know I used to I used to have that song in my head on repeat like all the time it was just so it's mesmerizing you know it's like a really spellbinding song mm. um but I had it in my head, like, so much. I, st- I just started hearing extra music to it and, like, like hearing it, like, with a full band and then, um, again, like, started experimenting with the general motif in my head. And so, yeah, I took this, like, beautiful two-minute little folk tune and turned it into a disgusting, proggy <laughs> mess for <laughs> oh, <that's it. laughs> eight minutes. Your but, version you know. of
1: it just reminds me of Adelphi. Because obviously you haven't recorded or released oh, wow. it. Every time oh, mate, I think like, of that wow, song, wow, that's beautiful. Every time I think of that song, I just think of them drunk nights at Delphi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Delphi is pretty much Brilliant. the
3: place I associate. Well, do, do you know what's it's mad as
0: well? Like, um, it it dawned on me. I think with the exception of the talks, um, the 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 front person of all of the bands I've mentioned there, like Holy Orders. Counting Coins and the Deer Sister, like, they've all worked at Adelphi.
1: Oh, right.
0: Like, they've they've all been, like, bar staff at Adelphi. Um, I don't think Pat from the Talks ever was, but for all I know, it could have been. Might mm. <laughs> as well, But, I yeah, um, it just shows, doesn't it? God, like, <laughs> the fucking... I don't know. Um, You've fallen
2: a great heritage
0: there. <laughs> but not really
2: living into <laughs> it. Well, like, yeah, for me, like, like, yeah, well, there you go. Thanks. It's big, big shoes
0: to fill. That's it. But it's funny. It's like, yeah, like it, it, the the thing about working at Adelphi, like when I first started working there, I was like, it's weird. Like the best musicians in the city are teaching me how to pull a pint. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that just a, a strange feeling. Just being on yeah. like, like, you know, I've idolized these people for like years and like, um you know because back back in the day i was traveling from out of town and everything to come see gigs in hull and uh yeah next thing i know like like yeah i just know them all on a personal level and uh yeah, that
3: was yeah, kind so of was like but yeah. then
0: when i was looking back like like when i was thinking like for my answers to this question you know like about my my favorite local releases i was like yeah god like all these people like
1: actually worked <laughs> i don't think it's crazy um, I'm just going to make a point, because we, we are actually <laughs> over an hour now. Should we leave the yeah. um, gig questions to the next one? Yeah. And then we can... Yeah, do you know yeah, like what? Full-on dedicate...
3: Yeah, just dedicate yeah. the next podcast to that.
1: I don't. I didn't think yeah. we'd get on for this one, to be honest. No, I thought it'd be <laughs> yeah. so
3: much quicker. <laughs> it's
1: flowed really well, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah it's been real... So anyway, I um, I uh, settled into it quite nicely. I'm, I yeah. need a piss as well, so. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no worries, but, you're um,
0: gonna. Yeah, we go going
1: to mine then. So. Yeah, it's hard um, to pick one, but I'd say i will say the honorable mentions first. The Body Farmers EP. <laughs> yeah. Was yeah. See, I,
0: I uh, yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. Probably one of the few, in my opinion, proper post rock. Um, all bands is, is what I can remember um, yeah but amazing that, it, I remember seeing you know, the what, King yeah but they're, they're sort of like a mix to me between yeah, like indie yeah. and, but Body Farmers I, I remember a gig at they played at a session I was just blown away by it um,
2: yeah like for 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 a, for a per rock band get a fucking solid rhythm section yeah like, Yeah. at the peak where, where it was Paul Hurley and like Howland bass like
1: and it was it was mm. also like um, sort of different to normal post uh, post rock stuff as well. Cause I, I remember talking to Paul about this, and he said he didn't really listen to any of that music and didn't really like know what the drumming's like. So and yeah. you, when you listen to it back, you think yeah, it's not really p- typical post rock drumming, really. Yeah, like he added a bit yeah, of like every cut. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um like a lot of them. Yeah, the, yeah. The
0: Every everyone in that band definitely brought some flair into the mix. Mm. You know, it was the they weren't just going at the typical post rock thing where they, it's they, they just were, sad they that were just like, do, do, do it like a bunch of, of like talented musicians coming together and making great music. Yeah. That happened to be yeah, <laughs> post rock mm. in the end. But yeah, it's but, just uh, a, that's it. Like they didn't go dude. at it go at it like intending to be a post rock band, like from, from what I can gather. So yeah. yeah.
1: But uh, the other album mentions that, uh, yeah. um, the No Nothings. Is, is it an EP or album? I think it's you class it as an EP. But the self-titled one.
0: I don't remember No Nothings doing an album. I know they had that EP. Yeah, the,
1: with the black with the white font on it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I I don't know why. Unless it is an album, but um, to be fair, I don't even know if I've heard
1: that right through. I really? Album, oh, that's amazing. That. But that it's sorta yeah. like a weird mix between hardcore punk and just straight up garage rock, but that yeah I yeah. I love that. Um love that album. Um E P or whatever. Uh, the other one <laughs> was Lebette Blum's self titled E P. With t- See, yeah, this yeah. is the thing. CV like, there were so many
0: things that I nearly put in my honourable mentions, but then I thought we were sticking to albums. Yeah, oh no, yeah. Right. I was going to. There were so um, many phenomenal yeah. bands in this city that never got round to doing yeah. an album, which is just a crying shame. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I was, yeah,
1: yeah, was going to put Serial TV Speak on it. What a track! one absolute Bella. Stay away. That's that's. I'm sure that's on it. I think.
2: Do you know? I I preferred. I know. Is it I know nothing. Uh, on. They've got. I I know it's nothing.
0: I know it's nothing. It yeah. Uh, the yeah, one yeah.
2: with the uh, one with the low hummer track. That's like no longer oh, yeah. available. That
0: doesn't exist
1: anymore. <laughs> mm. No, I right. I i much prefer the. Yeah, first it's called. One. It's
0: called. I think it's called. I know it's nothing.
1: Yeah, but um, but the reason why I love that the most—not the most, but. Why I love that EP mm. is All For You, the last track on it is just that track. Yeah, always, I, again, like always gets me. And the thing is, yeah. Lo- local
0: classic. Yeah, it is unreal.
1: You know when they did the last gig, uh, the Christmas gig at Adelphi. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I really tried, but I couldn't get it off work. And uh, Jack was telling Dan how much I like that song, and they never never played it, so they played it. <laughs> They played it and I couldn't fucking get it off <laughs> <laughs> so I was gutted. Yeah, that's but it.
0: When, whenever they did play it, it, it tended to be the encore at those Christmas shows. Yeah,
1: but um yeah.
0: I think um, to be honest, I think I might, I might have that on film. Oh, nice! I think I filmed it, so I'll um yeah, I'll oh, try I mean, and get you
2: there's, that. There's nothing like the Booms
1: gig, there. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, just unreal.
1: We're not wrong below, not we? But it's just, uh, I think yeah, it's the, not the, Their final well. show.
0: The last Lebec Blooms gig, I was uh, just, like, I was working it on the bar and I went to collect some glasses and, um, like, literally, like, thankfully before I picked up a glass and not whilst I had a load of glasses in my hand, like, Ben Kelly and that just, like, picked me up and started <laughs> crowd surfing me just, like, involuntarily. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's like, yeah, I try to do my job, but okay, <laughs> I guess I'll just enjoy myself. <laughs> you know. But the reason I love that as well is it's
1: sort of nostalgic for me because it's, like... That came out, uh, just so I got started being mates with Jack at uni. But it's also when I started properly going to local gigs, and it was sort of like oh, it right, just yeah. reminds me of that. Um, nice, yeah. But I'd say my f- my absolute favourite local release, which is one which I I can play like all the way from start to finish, like all the time. Um, but the Dead Almonds, uh, nothing, nothing, than something. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I just absolutely that. I just, <laughs> Absolutely love that. Um, because it's just all the songs are basically just. It's like a you're on a night out, and <laughs> it's just like <laughs> depicting the night out you're having, and it's just sometimes mm, I used mm. to listen to it before a night out just to sort of like get pumped up for it. <laughs> but hey, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, but yeah, yeah the the, that, so, yeah. the songs in that like it's got a great mix of, um, it's just it's just all around a really good album. Like, uh, EP, sorry. Yeah, they they really did cover a lot of ground, didn't they?
0: Yeah. Um and but did it all very well. Yeah. But like yeah. even
1: with
2: uh, is it what's his name? Is It Jacob.
0: Yeah. From,
2: yeah. Yeah. Like even his solo stuff's like fucking amazing as well. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: I've, do you I've not heard that. He's a dr- yeah, like a just released
2: like one song something and something. It was like I was like mate, this is like fucking banging.
1: He's a drummer as well, isn't he? And, uh, no nothing. <laughs> It was he? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The last time I saw him... Yeah, it, he, he was
0: like, uh, later on. I don't know if he was not, the original not for the drummer, r- but...
1: Yeah, not for the recording of that uh, EP, but... Yeah. But, yeah, my favourite yeah, track yeah. off that's... Uh, I think it's Leathered. Is that the right one? Yeah, great tune. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, just that, that breakdown in it. Well, I what do you call it, a breakdown? mm Mm. yeah but yeah. every time you oh, sit, yeah. see that i like, <laughs> just kicks off doesn't it and, yeah, yeah I, I
2: love that is it end credits off the next next EP Uh
1: where it's like oh, he, does the, yeah. he just
2: uses the whammy doesn't he yeah yeah he's like do 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I remember him <laughs> playing that for ages before they released it and I was yeah, like yeah. what's this song I can't find it <laughs>
1: but um but yeah they're they're man um but yeah i think we've uh we've covered a lot there i think dead
3: hormones was like one of the first local bands i saw live because it was like a really early adelphi gig back in 2017 i went to and that's when i Mm. met casey for the first time
0: oh nice do you know who else was on the bill
3: Uh, I I don't remember much, but I just remember Mm. that I did see Dead Hormones, pretty certain. Mm. Um, I think Dead Hormones last played at Ground with Serial Chiller.
0: Mm.
3: Is that... I I think it was them.
0: I wonder if... um, I wonder if that Adelphi one was when Dead Hormones played with Forever Cult, because that sounds about right for 2017. Mm. And uh, that... That was actually, that's one of the things I'm considering mentioning as my favourite local gig. Um, that was an absolutely phenomenal show. You know,
2: you, know, uh, you know Dead Home like, I think they one of the few bands. After seeing them, I think, was it Home Street Sesh on the, one of the big stages? Mm. I was just like, mm. this this band is, like, would it be a great stadium rock band? Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. easily yeah. could, like, yeah. like sell out stadiums and then, like, See, play their yeah. music and it will just kick off like again going.
0: with them like that's it. If you see bands like that that where you could just see them playing anywhere, yeah. that's the sign mm. of like a an absolute yeah. But again not tier with band. them
1: like <laughs> are they are they finished now or cause they haven't re- played any know, gigs? Actually. or are released out for ages, have they? But it'd be sad if they're like
0: the thing is, it's like there's there's that whole side of things, and then like the longer the lockdown goes on, it's kind of like. Mm. It's hard to know what's going on with who, well, yeah, like suppose, even yeah. more than usual. Could so. have an album written. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what the situation is with their album. Mm. I, I,
2: I just want to mention two bands that no one no one's picked out. Go on. And that's Zero Chiller and uh, Bedroom.
3: Zero yeah. Chiller, oh, are yeah. fucking amazing. Um, I was gonna put their EP when it's party time on the list, but because it was like we thought it was going with albums, at, but. Seeing as though we've established we can do EPs, I will put that Serial Chiller one down because that one yeah, I can just clearly. listen to on repeat and I've pretty much liked the whole thing on guitar as well. It's really fun oh, to nice. play along to. It, I, I
2: can listen to Serial Chiller. I mean, they do really short sets, but it's like you don't really need a long set with Serial But I mean, they could easily do a full album and it'll have like 20 songs.
3: <laughs> See, yeah, I, I did demo baggage. a few songs with them at Warren Records. Uh, at one record, uh, not one records, at the uh, Warren Studio, and they might have an album at some point. Like that might be the next thing that they want to do, but I won't give too much away. But
1: I mean, they did release a song, <laughs> didn't they? Just Not too much um, before lockdown. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they
3: did uh, like a full EP. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I, I've been saying this for years that they should do. i uh, not for years, actually. Maybe, maybe it's been a year now. But they should do like a split with Brosnan and call it oh, yeah. oh, this. License, this license to Chill. Because, <laughs> 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 yeah, like, Piers Brosnan, 007.
0: Did you get anywhere with that? Because I know like, the bands were on board.
2: Yeah, I think everyone's down. We just need to do it. <laughs>
1: yeah. That would be a There you go.
0: We could do it, do it
1: at the, oh, at the call, unit, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll release
2: it, yeah. That's our next release. Yeah, bedroom
1: blew
3: yeah, me away like bedroom blew me away when i saw them i've only just, seen
0: yeah we put, oh, yeah just the incredible live band as well yeah, as we put we them on at the um,
3: record yeah. store when the record store were doing gigs and i was just like damn they're really good and i have listened to like i think when i was sat at the record store i put the full album on and it, that's so good like they're a really good band
1: well, should we get wrapping up anyway, because I'm going to end up pissing myself. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: I need to go as well, so it's all I, keep,
1: I keep moving it, on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been a good first one. Look forward to the next yeah. one, when we can talk about... It, yeah. It'll be better, to be honest, because then we can talk about multiple gigs, local gigs and stuff, because there's loads. <laughs>
0: Definitely. So, yeah.
2: And, like, out-of-town bands as well, not just... Yeah yeah
1: local yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um good shout oh should well it's not really a local release is it mums cuz not from here. oh mums Oh, oh that, no. that, that that was a great gig that's yeah. uh, no but i mean the album like i've yeah, i've yeah. that could almost go into my top favorite albums of all time that cuz i've listened to the album i'm i'm mm. probably going to say it, <laughs> almost about definitely over 30 times all the way through <laughs> I, I yeah. just, was, was that yeah. the band
2: that was called Aeroplane Flies High yeah yeah and then
0: they were consult. called Mothers after that but then there was another band called Mothers around yeah. and it was at the same time as that whole band Mother <laughs> <laughs> so then eventually they became just mums
1: But I didn't mention that because it's not necessarily local but I just want to give them an honorable mention because that's that was amazing yeah. Yeah. I think they quit because the drummer wanted to he was a bit sick of I might be wrong but he was sick of rock music and wanted to do DJing so he quit now? I've, oh, I've wow. got a feeling that's true um, but that on the, that's incredible that album the production on it as well I'd want to I'd want to definitely get to yeah the, they did have great production yeah. who did that because it sounded sick is, it's all uh, as well, I think. Is honey it's is honey on stuff. the album you are you are
0: uh, I was wondering if Honey is on the album and Ed said, have you seen the live sessions?
1: Oh, um, Honey's not on that album, but that is a great song. That's, oh, for, right. that's when it was called Airplane. Airplanes Fly High. Oh, uh, right, is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, that is good. But yeah, so we get wrapping up then?
2: Yep, no worries, yeah.
1: So, so. Ed was wondering if you've oh, seen
0: sorry. their live sessions.
1: Oh, um, yeah, yeah, I think I
2: have. Yeah, because I think that's the guy who records them. Oh right. And um it was it was quite cheap at the start but I think it's quite expensive. to It's yeah. producer now.
1: Well, I'm pretty sure that album was recorded live. Yeah. Cuz there's a lot bit. of bleed in it but somehow it it, it just sounds like absolutely. It not it sounds like it's a multi-track rather than it being live, you know what I mean? Um but it's mm. just incredible. Just Paul well West Band, really, isn't it? The yeah. Old machine and that drummer as well. Have you seen that video of the uh, that uh, like Christian band drummer it was like an octopus. Have you seen that video? It's like a meme. <laughs> uh, no. Is it the one um, the 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 guys doing ZZ Top? Yeah, yeah, that one.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's phenomenal. Isn't drum, it? yeah.
1: When I saw Mum's Love, the drummer reminded me of that. Cause it was just oh, all <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I see
0: yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
1: yeah,
0: I love that meme. Yeah.
1: Anyway, drum at the wrong gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. What a great video.
1: (laughs) Anyway, yeah, should we get wrapping up then?
0: Yep, yep. Yeah. So, let's leave it there and um, hope that anyone listening goes immediately to watch that video. Yeah, Yeah, get get yourselves on YouTube, guys. This drummer is at the wrong gig. you, You won't regret it.
1: We'll, we'll post it on social media <laughs> oh yeah
2: get,
0: get it linked in the description
1: <laughs> we, we use that as the nice header one, for the um
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah
0: peas <Yeah. laughs> P- in a pod episode one this drummer's at the wrong yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright
1: uh, then yeah thanks for listening if, yeah. Yeah, yeah nice one guys, guys. <laughs> great to speak <laughs> to you all <laughs> so Right. see you later chat. see you later see,
0: you
2: see ya right. Bye.